ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. All right. So the other day <laughs> we were in our um, I was in one of my um, group chats, right? Because uh, I, I to be honest, I spend very little time on Twitter and Facebook like I used to. Uh, you know, now is where it's, it's the group chats. That's where the conversation is. That's where it's at. That's where the laughs and the jokes and the are being said. Um, but I was in my group chat with uh, my boys from Dead End Sports. Uh, shout out to the crew. And something interesting happened. Uh, my boy Q, Q the six man, uh, Q asked me specifically if I was creating a Mount Rushmore of Atlanta hip hop, who would be on that Mount Rushmore of Atlanta hip hop artist? I thought that was very interesting. First of all, Q is a huge uh, hip hop head. Um, me and Q go back, man. Cool cat, man. Really, really sharp young brother. Um, I had to think about it for a second. Because when you think about, you know, Mount Rushmore, you know, <laughs> there can only be four people or four things on the Mount Rushmore. Um, you know, some may be a little bit more obvious to others and some may not be. Um, for me, it was it made me think because. I remember what hip hop looked like before I got here. And then I remember how hip hop blew up. After I got here. Now, just for those of you who don't know, uh, I moved here to Atlanta from South Carolina after I graduated from South Carolina State University. Uh, I moved here in July of 1997. Um, Atlanta's home. I've lived here longer than I've lived any other place in my life. Um, And so I came when the city was really really booming as far as hip-hop was concerned and really just taking off um i came <laughs> i got here in between outcasts i think had the second album come out yet atlians yeah i think atlians had come out um yeah atlians had come out and this was post olympics in 1996 um but this was a great time to be in the city uh, music wise, you know, it was uh, incredible because you could get so much hip hop and different styles of hip hop if you wanted to from, you know, you had your outcasts, you had, you know, streets, you had, you know, the commercial stuff, you had just a little bit of everything. You had a lot of independent artists, you had places and clubs where you could hear spoken word, you know, in on any given night. It just depends on what you wanted to hear, what you were into. Uh, nonetheless, if I had to, and this was my, my response to Q, if I had to break it down, it would go like this. And these are in no particular order. Number one on my Mount Rushmore of Atlanta hip hop. Um, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Dre and Big Boy. Outcast. Uh, 
Outcast, I think for me, goes on my Mount Rushmore because obviously they kicked in the door for the city. Uh, they kicked in the door, in my opinion, for the South. Now, don't get me wrong. There were other Southern MCs with apologies to, you know, Ghetto Boys, um, Underground Kings, UGK, and, you know, even Luke and Two Live Crew. You know, there were other acts be- to come before Outkast dropped in 1994. However, <laughs> Outkast was different. You know, they were looked at universally as the first MCs from the South and from Atlanta who were really, really spitting. Like, and and I don't think that's fair because UGK was spitting too, but I don't think, I think UGK at the, that particular time was probably more of a regional thing as opposed to outcasts who kind of burst on the scene in 1994 and was everywhere. But uh, outcasts as a group, they go on the Mount Rushmore. They pave the way for damn near everybody to come after them, particularly MCs from Atlanta. Um, and if Outkast doesn't open that door, then Atlanta probably never gets heard of or gets the love or respect that they've gotten, which has led to the city's dominance in hip hop over the last 20 plus years. So, definitely outcast at number one that's one place on the mount rushmore um slot number two is not a uh not a rapper he's actually a producer jermaine dupree um and just for the record i i don't call him jd because there's only one jd and that's uh jay dilla but that's another story for another day <laughs> but Dupree, man, um, launching So So Deaf uh, was major. Um, that was a major feather in his cap because it was a hip hop slash R&B label. Um, and he was able to open so many doors for so many artists. Uh, and then he was an artist himself. Um, you know, he's often overlooked but he was one of the first, you know, uh, Southern cats to, you know, run his own label and, you know, really help put Atlanta on the map. Um, when you think about his involvement with his artists like the Brat or even on the R&B side with group like 112, um, you can't deny what it what, you know, Jermaine Dupri's imprint has been on hip-hop more specifically atlanta hip-hop uh so yeah jermaine dupree i think he's probably for most people if they create a mount rushmore he's probably going to be on their uh, mount rushmore um slot number three ti now i know ti is in a little trouble right now but (laughs) We, we're just talking about the music here. Um, T.I., I think another guy who blazed so many trails. Um, my personal favorite album from T.I., Trap Music, uh, 
which is a great piece of work, I think. Um, opened so many doors as far as, you know, talking about trap music and the trap. And really, when you look at his influence on music and his influence on acting, I, I don't think that can be denied. Now, you know, T.I. has <laughs> found his way to get into trouble. And, you know, one thing I found about T.I., when you start talking to hip hop fans, like, people either like ti or they don't like there's really no <laughs> there's really no in between like ask 10 people like what do you think about t do you like ti you know they'll either tell you yeah i like ti or they'll say i don't like ti you know like there's no you won't ever get oh he's okay i think he's decent you know no, it's you either like him or you don't um but i think what he did for the city uh you know both personally and professionally has been um very good and very uh, beneficial so I'd have to put him at in the third slot um fourth slot this is probably going to surprise 95% of you the Migos <laughs> that's right the Migos now I'll be the first to admit I might know three Migos songs but you know, Migos introduced a particular style, a particular flow um, that really changed hip hop and changed Atlanta's hip hop. And it changed the way people rapped over these trap beats and stuff like that. And, you know, again, regardless of whether or not you like them or hate them or think they can rap, um, they've been influential. I, I don't think anybody can deny that. Uh, they have been extremely influential and you know their success can't be denied you know it is what it is again regardless of whether or not you like them or listen to them or anything I am one again I don't listen to their music but even from afar I can appreciate what they've done and what they brought to the game um, I also had, <laughs> I also told Q that I had a couple honorable, men honorable mentions um, obviously ludicrous Luda when I first moved here in 1997 Luda was actually on the radio uh, he hosted a radio show on the, on the hip hop radio station uh, Hot 107.9 or was it it was 97.5 back then I think it's, it's Hot 107.9 I, I don't listen to the radio but it was Hot 97.5 back then uh Chris Lover Lover was his name. Chris Lover Lover and his partner in crime, Poon Daddy. And they were on from like five to nine or four to nine or something like that. Uh, I used to listen to him every day. And, um, but he went from being an intern at a radio station to, you know, cutting his demo, his mixtape, mixtape sold out in the streets, got picked up by Def Jam and the rest is history um killer mike is another one you know regardless of what you think about killer mike and his politics or lack thereof um an incredible mc uh killer mike is dope and you know from his individual success as a rapper his success as a businessman 
his success in the political field, if you will, uh, and obviously his success with Run the Jewels. Um, I think he's an honorable mention worthy candidate. Um, <laughs> another honorable mention that I'm sure that if you're not from Atlanta, you probably don't know this guy. Raheem the Dream. <laughs> when I moved here in 1997, Raheem the Dream was on the radio. Raheem the Dream was a guy who, local guy who didn't really have the success outside of the city. You know, he had hits and street records that people knew of around here that even to this day, if you're from Atlanta or you've been here long enough to claim that you're from Atlanta, when Raheem the Dream joints come on in the city, you know, in a club, you're going to jam because he has some jams. But, you know, he just never he was kind of like in that era just before Cass got on. And so he never got a chance to see the commercial success that, you know, groups like Outkast or Goody Mob saw. But nevertheless, uh, very, very important local artists. Um, who else? Oh, oh, cannot forget. Cannot forget ryan cameron now no ryan's ryan's not a rapper or a singer uh ryan cameron is a radio personality uh he man ryan's been on the radio here 30 years maybe i know he was at when i got here he was at uh 97.5 in fact ryan had a show at 97.5 which was the new hip hop station and I think that station got on air like right before I got here I think it was like 96 Um, and Ryan's intern was Chris Bridges aka Chris Lover Lover aka Ludacris so Ryan put Chris on but Ryan has been a radio personality Uh, he's worked at a couple of different radio stations here he does TV he does Uh, He is the voice announcer at the Hawks games, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Huge, huge, huge deal here in the city. Uh, Honorable mention, uh, if you're from here or you know about Atlanta, uh, music, uh, Ryan Cameron definitely would be an honorable mention for me. And the last thing that I would make uh, an honorable mention would be LaFace Records. I probably could make a case that LaFace Records could be on the Mount Rushmore if they had stayed in Atlanta and did not move to L.A. Um, LaFace Records, obviously, um, led by L.A. Reid and Babyface, uh, you know, were responsible for groups like TLC. They were responsible for putting on Outkast. Major, 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 major players in the music industry. Ultimately, they ended up moving their offices from here to LA, but uh, can't deny it. Can't deny it at all. So yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, I've given you my Atlanta's Mount Rushmore. Hit me up and tell me what is yours. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'll catch you guys next time.
five stack.